When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how about you, everybody? Hey! Welcome to the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. Today is Wednesday, November the 8th, 2023, and we're here to talk as much recruiting as we possibly can in the next hour or so. Here to help me do it all, Mr. Colehead, Mr. Colehead. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Lee's pinkhead. <laughs> Mr. Goldpiece and Mr. Jay Head. How about you, fellas? How about you? How about you, big dog? Welcome back, Jay Head. Thank we, you. So we much. have missed you thoroughly. We really yeah. have. We have. I have missed being here, but I promise you, even though Jeffrey thinks I'm only here for the drama, mm-hmm. I'm here for some recruiting today. Fellas, but I promise you, if we win next Saturday, I'll show up on Sunday, too. Let's get your. We missed you Sunday night. So. Uh, Cole is still at seven and five. He likes Auburn at Arkansas. I'm still at six and six. I think Zach's still at six and six. Seven and five. It's what I okay. said before the season. I'm gonna roll with it. All right. Um, I think it's a push on that game. I honestly do. I, I do think Auburn is the better team, but Arkansas is at home, and it's going to be interesting to see how Peyton Thorne plays in a true road environment because we can yeah. all assuredly say this on this show, Vanderbilt. While they have some decent players, that environment is not a true home environment for them. There were more Auburn fans there than there were Vanderbilt fans. I do feel better about Auburn on the road after they uh, after what I saw at Vanderbilt. However, I haven't watched Arkansas. I've watched a little bit of Arkansas, but uh, this past Saturday I watched them against Florida. Yep. And that's you said. I was going, man. I think they're I think they're better than Auburn. I think it's about equal talent. A, it really is, isn't it? It's about equal talent. Um, they did some things offensively where they went back to the old Browse playbook. Obviously, Kenny Godden is a Browse disciple of some sorts. He was brought on board by Kendall Browse to be there, so they chucked out a lot of what wasn't working underneath Danny Nose, and they did some things that worked that more of that one-read, chuck-and-duck type system that uh. had made famous. And it really worked, and obviously they got their Rocket Sanders, you know, fantastic running back back. Uh, which makes a huge difference for them. What I will say is, is that Florida had two defensive tackles out. They were playing with a lot of freshmen on the defensive line. Auburn's not going to be in that same situation. Even though our rotation isn't deep, it's more of a veteran presence, and we've held up better against the run than Florida has at this point. How much does that change the picture for Arkansas and what they can do offensively? That I don't know, and I'm going to be interested to see how that battle holds up as we move into next week. All right, enough football for this recruiting show. Let's get into the recruiting. We've got uh, questions from the corner, but before we get to them, wanted to say, get you some bird dogs, big dogs. Man, I tell you what now, it's 75, 80 degrees, so I was able to rock the rock. Woo, look at that. Man, that belly. <laughs> That damn Billy. Woo! Reswell uh, uh, Schoolhouse, man. You know. Yeah, you kidding, dude. That's a three-course meal for me every damn day I go down there. 
Uh, hey, uh, we still got the promo going for Bird Dogs. You can go to birddogs.com slash Auburn, all caps, one word, believe it or not. Uh, enter that promo code for a free hydro flask style yeah. tumbler with your order. Uh, if you haven't already put on some Bird Dogs, the, the shorts, they come with a liner. You don't need underpants. Uh, I can't wear Bird Dogs all the time, but when I can't, I got me some Bird Dogs underwear. So the Bird Dogs are always... Always handling my big dogs. So, uh, <laughs> in addition to all that, bird dogs make you look good, big dogs. They've got this stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg, and they give you that sculpted look, kind of like the shirt does my belly. <laughs> Don't want the shirt, but you can have the shorts, the sculpted looks. Uh, they do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they're better. They, they fit way better. Um, I didn't even know that. I thought Lululemon was always a chick thing. No, it man, was a lot of dudes. It was a chick thing, apparently. My wife dudes. told me that they're they're trying to expand their market, which is smart. Mm. Just yeah. smart. Yeah, well, the, the bird dogs do. They, they fit way better than the regular shorts. They absolutely do, no doubt about it. Listen, before I started wearing bird dogs, I was like, man, I mean, how much better could a pair of shorts be? How much better could a pair of underwear be? I really, I was like, whatever, dude. I'm gonna rock my, uh, uh, you know, my Sam's Club, um, <laughs> Hurley's. I got me some Sam Club Hurleys. Yeah. There you go. Ain't nothing wrong with some Sam Clothes, Hurley. And, and, and before that, I had some AM ones from Walmart. Get you some starter underwear. I think oh. I got, got this from Christmas about seven years ago. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I've moved up from AM ones to Hurley's to Bird Dogs, dude, and it's not even a damn competition. That's go check them out, dude. Jump. That was yeah. a big jump. It, yeah, it was like. You know, it was going from like a trailer to the apartment to the condo to the yeah, rent. Jeffrey's like the Jeffersons. Moving on up. I am moving on up. <laughs> so are my boys. Uh, go check them out, man. Get them bird dogs, big dogs. I'm telling you, just give it a try. It's absolutely <laughs> worth the money. Go to birddogs.com slash Auburn, all caps, one word. And uh, tell them we sent you. That's how you will be telling them we sent you. Because you'll be using the promo code Auburn, all caps, one word. Appreciate Bird Dogs for sponsoring our show. Appreciate Bird Dogs for what they're doing to me right now. All right. All right. Let's get to the questions. We got questions from the corner. Listen, we've had a fantastic week um, uh, of Auburn recruiting. A lot going on. Today is the uh, basketball starting period. We'll get to that later in the show. Uh, but let's get right to the questions from the corner. Mr. Ben Cump. Mr. Ben Cornforth. Can I, am I reading that right? I, I'm not, yeah, that's what it looks like to me. Okay, okay. Maximize my screen. Can you give a quick rundown of Jockey, well, Jakai's recruitment? All right, this is Jakai Howard, four-star forward from Atlanta, originally from Boston, who committed to Auburn. Told me you signed. I don't think Auburn, as of the taping of the show, has released it, but uh, it's a done deal. Ben Court, fourth, uh, wants to know about his recruitment. Okay, here's what. Here's what I know. Why didn't he end up with any of his top five, Why, uh, and how did Auburn get into the mix? Auburn got into the mix by Tahad Pettiford. Him and Tahad Pettiford uh, were AAU teammates. Ira Bowman recruited the hell out of Tahad Pettiford. Every time he would go to see Tahad, there's Ja'Kai Howard over there. And if you'll remember, a week before Ja'Kai Howard, Ja'Kai Howard came in for a visit this past weekend. Uh, before that, nobody knew who he was. And um, it was because of Nick Cody, who was a similar type player the week before, who came in for an official visit. He made his college choice that Thursday, and he chose Texas. Yes. And this was almost uh, – I, I, I'm just reading the tea leaves here. Ja'Kai was kind of a backup plan for Nick. 
Um, now, even leading up to Jakai's uh, visit to Auburn, my people were saying, listen, it's not a foregone conclusion. We're going to take him. We want to bring him in. We want to look him up. And um, if the numbers work out, he's the guy that we'll, we'll want. Um, but and that was the middle of the week. I think that was around Tuesday leading up to his visit. Nick Cody then uh, committed to Texas, or after they knew he was going to commit to Texas. Uh, and then Auburn brought him in, said, yes, we like him. We're going to take him. He committed before he left and then announced on Wednesday that he was coming. So, and this dude's really good. I hadn't watched, I hadn't even watched any of his video highlights, whatever you call it, until today. Mm-hmm. Um, this morning, I, I got the word that he was coming. Um, have you seen him, Jay Head? I have. This, this is good. Very athletic. He's still a developmental 3-4, but sure. that's what Auburn was hunting in this class. They wanted a guy. If you look at the people that they're potentially losing, Jalen Williams is for sure done. Chris Moore potentially is done after this year. You've got Chad Baker-Mazzaro coming back. You've also got the young man that transferred up from Alabama Huntsville. Uh, Chaney? Yes. You've got Chaney Johnson. Chaney yeah. Johnson. There you go. Coming back for another year as well. You needed somebody that you could come in and kind of groom behind those guys. And this is a guy that's a very, very athletic player, somebody that's very similar to what you saw last night against Baylor. He's a developmental prospect, a guy that's rough, a guy that plays D, a guy that can get you rebounds, block shots. And he's a developing offensive player. I believe he shot over 35% in AAU from behind the stripe this past year. And a guy whose stock is actually on the rise. He was the number 14 ranked player in the country at one point. He fell all the way back, I think, to the 80th ranked player. And now after a strong AAU season, he's back on the rise again. I think he has some things in his personal life that probably shaped you know, some of the things that he was experiencing on the court. But I think Auburn liked what they saw from him all along. They just had one player in Nick Cody that was a little bit higher on the board. But this is a guy that can absolutely come in and contribute. I don't see Devin Cambridge. I see a much higher ceiling than that. I know that's some comparisons that people have thrown out there. To me, he's an NBA-type guy if he hits his top end. The other thing I'm told is he meshed extremely well with Bruce Pearl. They bonded over their background in Boston together. And he's a kid that gave the all indications he's not looking to jump into the transfer portal should something work right. out in your warrant. Right. What he indicated to them is, I'm in this for the long haul. I'm in this for de- the development. And that's what Pearl needed to hear. That's some of the tentativeness now with taking high school kids. You don't want to invest in them, and then you turn around, and a year later they're out the door and they're headed to Syracuse or wherever. Right. Absolutely. Well said. This is a multi-year guy. Yes. This is a program guy. Yes. Um, not looking to play first year. Hell, even in his interview, his exit interview as a, on his official visit, he said, man, I, I'll play wherever Bruce wants me to. He is a great coach. I trust him. Wherever he says I'm going to play, I'll play. I think it's the Isaac Okoro role, role yep. but I'll play the point if he wants me to. If he thinks that's where, you know, he's not going to. But that's just how the kid was. He's grateful to have this offer. He's grateful to have this opportunity. Those are the type of kids you want. Extremely athletic. Um, really has come on. <clears throat> I'm excited to see what this kid does when he gets to Auburn. Good stuff, Ben. Uh, May Sam do, do you think with the majority of our flip targets, we are going to see movement sooner or closer to signing day? Cool. Majority, probably going to be closer, but there's going to be a few. There's going to be a few that you find out about one way or the other, whether they flip to Auburn or, or they shut things down like DeAndre Carter did last night. You're going to find out about them 
as soon as this weekend, this week coming up, maybe before you get into December, before November's over, I think you will find out about a few. But a majority, I think, is closer to signing day, December. Yeah. In the words of Rodney Garner, big dogs walk late. late. <laughs> right. And I think that NIL and how that's strategically placed and what deal is presented is going to play a big part in that because if you're Auburn or any other team that's in the recruiting world right now, you want to make sure your number is the last that they see. There is no counter offer. It is this is the biggest and best deal you are going to get if it's a player you're going to have to overpay for. Yeah. Rice DP with a good question here. Um, with uh, we talked about DeAndre Carter, which was huge um, on Tuesday night. He said, "I'm I'm done. I'm in. I'm going to Auburn. Iron Bowl visit. 100% committed. Huge." Uh, he had visited Toyota, Texas for a little bit. Um, but anyways, uh, with Carter, just wanted to give you all a little preface there because Rice is DP. With Carter confirming uh, his commitment via tweet and the back and forth recruitment with Galil House, who is an offensive lineman committed to Stanford, what do you see as the most expected outcome for this offensive line class as a whole? First, Cole. Update us on because uh, you're the Khalil House guy here. I don't have any intel on Khalil House. Um, I'm adjusting my hot board percentage on him based on your intel. You think Auburn's not really pushing hard for him right now? Yeah, Khalil House is a guy that I think Auburn could have when they're ready. The question is, are they going to be ready to do that? And a lot of people are probably. You know, going, well, what in the world? You have one offensive line commit, and there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of names that you're in it for. seems like you – I'm just going to make this very clear. And I argued with somebody on the corner. I argue. Talked to somebody on the corner about this. Auburn ain't reaching. They don't see the value in it. They don't see the point in having a guy that they think may not contribute in the next two years at Auburn. Think about guys like Garner Langlow who occupy a scholarship for three or four years and never com- never produce, never right. contribute. Right. And and that's not to say Khalil House wouldn't be a guy that comes in and, and becomes a starter. But they have to bank on their evaluations, and right now they have him lower than others. And, um, I mean, you know, when, uh, when he did that, when he d- decided to go to Stanford in the, in the summer, I mean, we were just hearing about DeAndre Carter. Yes. So their board shifted a lot, and Carter was way ahead, and, and House is still where he was. And I don't know exactly the star ratings they give to each guy, but he's apparently not a four or five star. Khalil. That's just, again, this goes back to like the Bradley Shaw recruitment where, yeah, they're talking to him, but they're not kicking down the door saying, you got to be here. Trying so to lasso him. I think they're talking to him and they're recruiting him, but it doesn't seem like there's a big push right now. I think if they really wanted to, they could have flipped him right after he visited for Georgia. Based on the intel that I have, I think that's I think that's very fair, Cole. Uh, and then my expectation for this class, yeah, I still believe they're going to take four high school guys in this class. I I firmly believe they're going to try to re- try to replace every person that's leaving. So you got four seniors on this in this group. I think you're going to try to take four freshmen, maybe a junior college guy, maybe a portal guy. Um, so I, I think four to five is still what they're looking at with Favor Edwin probably being the most likely to join yes. here relatively soon. Yes. Man, I'm just like, you know, I'm doing my hot board and I'm going, man, you know, besides Favor, you know, if if Cole is, is hitting on this, you know, house is not 
who the hell else? They're throwing Hail Marys to guys up in, you know, the Michigan State commit, um, Andrew Dennis. Uh, they're throwing Hail Marys out to Hawaii. Yeah. Um, like, well, they, about it they, obviously they know something we don't. No other, others that we don't. They have other names that we don't know. Either that, Jeffrey, or, you know, with the portal, you obviously have that coming up. You, you can get some guys there. But, I mean, Dylan Wade could come back. That's the guy that's a starter for you right now. Um, Jaden Muskrat's playing a lot right now. Jeremiah Wright can come back. Um, Connor Liu, who's your starting center right now, is a freshman. So they feel pretty good at the top of the offensive line. Right now, really, the two that you would lose are Stutz and Britton. If I'm, am I missing something besides Irvin, who's Stutz, not really playing? Irvin, Britton, and Jones. Those are the ones that you're. Avery Jones. Yeah, so but you're you, but, forward. But you look good at center, right? I mean, Connor Lou looks good there. So the question is, you know, how many do you really need to go for in this class if you if you're having to reach? Do you want to reach for anybody? Never. That's not the way this this staff operates. So if they feel like somebody's reached, they're not going to take them. They might end up with two guys. Oh, and I, but I happen to believe, and just like you said, Jay Head, there's going to be a name that we're not tracking very closely right now that ends up signing with Auburn. My belief, um, and vaguely in conversation that I've had with what I would consider informed parties, I think who visits for the Iron Bowl and who visits in those following two weeks in December, they've got a name or names that will be visiting and will be much more clued in on who they've zeroed in on offensive line-wise. I just don't think we've seen the movement there, and they haven't let that name out just yet. But I, I would I, say I, there's I, a name. It, it might ahead. be the same name you're talking about, Jayhead. Yeah. That I've heard that was once committed to a big-time school and not anymore. So I don't know. I don't know enough about this guy to say anything yet. So we'll see what no. happens. We'll see who who visits for the Iron Bowl is a good way to gauge it. I agree. Let's see who visits for the Iron Bowl. The offensive linemen are great about keeping their mouths shut. Have y'all yeah, they are. The intel about O line has been very very difficult to come by. Smartest position on the field, Jeff. Hey, damn right. Damn right. <laughs> you know, oh. typically it's offensive linemen who don't take pictures at the photo shoot. You won't even know they visited yeah. it. That's how they go about it. They all about the business, man. Yeah. Um, Bubat wants to know <laughs> if you had to make a prediction, would you say Auburn lands one of Ryan Williams and Cam Coleman? Mm. I, I feel mean, much better about Ryan Williams than I do Cam, uh, Cam Coleman. I do too. Uh, but I can still only go 50 50 on Ryan Williams. That's where I am. I'm a no on Cam Coleman right now. Yeah. But I'm getting there. I'm not I'm not getting there. I'm not I I'm at thirty percent on Cam Coleman. I feel like that's unfair. That's very fair because I do I believe I believe he is not signing with AM. I one hundred percent believe he is flipping. But flipping to who? Florida, Florida State, Georgia, Auburn, who's it gonna be? That's what I don't know. Um, I, and I just don't feel strongly that it's us at this point. And maybe that's because I'm gun-shy because he didn't commit to us the first time around. Yeah. Um, I just don't know. I'm with you 100%. I think he does not end up at A&M, but I'm not sure it's Auburn either. So would you predict Auburn lands one of those two? The interesting thing is uh, with Cam Coleman, I mean, I don't know if they're going to fire Jimbo, but there's definitely talk about it right now. And Napier at Florida – 
I mean, it looks kind of dim for them right now. Mm-hmm. So there's two coaches that potentially, and I'm not saying they are, but potentially could be on the hot seat, and that'll ruin a recruiting class in a minute. Yeah, Re- I don't, I don't think Billy's on the hot seat. Jimbo's absolutely at seven and five is going to get him fired. Let him screw around and lose to LSU, and I, I'm telling you, it's going to get him fired out there, and they're going to pay seventy million dollars to watch him walk away, plus his staff, and then they're going to have to go after Lane Kiffin or some other big name to appease their fan base. I could see Cam Coleman surprising everybody once again and signing with, like, Georgia or Alabama or someone. Sure. You know, like, nobody's giving him much of a shot. And, of course, then the big dogs come in. Uh, but I, I will say this. I will say, as of now, Bubat, I will say, yes, Auburn signs one of those two. Yeah. Agreed. I, I, yeah. Okay. I agree. Uh, Joey AU11, any updates on Alvin Henderson, who is the 2025 four-star running back top 100 overall recruit? He went to Miami last weekend. Jay says he's got something. He's got the elbow connection. Yeah. Uh, I would tell you that Florida has made a big play as of late, that Georgia has picked up their recruitment of Alvin. Miami is obviously in the mix. Uh, I still think Auburn is the favorite, all that said. But Florida has definitely picked things up on their end. That would be the school that I would watch at this point uh, with Alvin Henderson. I'm, I'm still with Cole on this. I, 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 it's going to be one of those rocky, crazy recruitments of him tweeting out graphics and taking visits and doing all that. But in the end, if he doesn't sign with Auburn and Auburn actually wants him. I completely agree. I'll be surprised. I'll be That's surprised. the position that I'm most in, intrigued in, honestly, is running back. Because, and I'm talking about for 2024. Yeah, and, me too. Many people ask, you know, with Fat Burnett not being with Auburn anymore, does that hurt Henderson being that they're cousins? I, I, don't, I think it actually helps because let's just say Auburn does not get a running back in this class. Mm-hmm. Then that helps. But also, I mean, with the way things are today, yes, Auburn gets their entire running back class back, but do you expect attrition there? I mean, a guy like Damari Austin feels like he get carries at another place, goes to the portal. I think they're all pretty loyal to Auburn, but you never know. I mean, you can't you can hardly blame somebody for going to look if they're not moving up in the rotation by year two or three. They use so many of them though. I mean, yeah, everybody they, they use them well. They do. They do. They really do. I, I love the rotation at running back, and I don't think Demari is that kind of guy. No, I don't either. I don't either. I think Demari's going to be patient here. I think he realizes that next year, if he stays healthy, and Jarquez does return, that he's going to be the number two guy, and he's going to get a lot of carries because they want to rotate him. And if Jarquez doesn't return and does turn pro, he knows he's the man next year. And I know Damari's in recruiting. He probably catches our show sometime. I'm just using his, him as an example sure. from somebody from the yeah, yeah, yeah. running back room. And, and I'm using the law of averages, too, because it's just how things are these days. Sure. Somebody might leave, and then what do you do with numbers? You know? I, I agree. It, to me, the odd man out, because Jeremiah Cobb has really come on as of late, yeah, is yeah. going to be Brian Batie. But Batie, is, he's already used his transfer. So he's kind of stuck. Unless he graduates, which I don't think he's necessarily close on that, but he's still got a role as your kick returner. Sure, I mean, he, he yeah. has always got a role there, and that's a very explosive. He's very explosive in that position. Yes, he is. WDE nineteen ninety nine wants to know uh, who Auburn has the best chance of landing: Cam Coleman, Ryan Williams, or Jeremiah Beeman. I will go first in that because I have my hot boards up. I have uh, Ryan Williams at fifty. 
I have Jeremiah Beeman at 45, and I have Cam Coleman at 30. Fair. I, I would not disagree with any of those percentages. I say Beeman. Beeman's my pick. Really? The reason for that, the reason for that is because there's no hard date on Williams right now because he has not reclassified. That's true. So that does not mean he's going to sign on in December. Let's say he does reclassify in December. He's probably still not going to sign in December. Right? His will be February. Yeah. Right, because he's going to take official visits and do his thing. Um, Beeman's more of a hardline guy. We, we know that he's probably going to sign in December. That means Auburn's going to make their play with him. So is Georgia. So is whoever else is in the mix. So I say Beeman is most likely right now. I like it. Uh, Aces full one, not to be confused with Aces full two. Mm-hmm. By the way, guys, the emojis I think are only for the live show. <laughs> oh, maybe not. <laughs> Look at that. But that was confetti. It was. How y'all? It's just yours. It's just yours. You hold on to that one when we do our live show for National Signing Day. We're going to need Jeffrey Lee and confetti. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it was, it was you, the balloons. Please tell me, Jeffrey and Jay Head, that y'all saw. And I, gosh, I'd give them a how back to this week, but I didn't save it. Somebody on a recruiting update this week on the comments, somebody posted a screenshot of Jeffrey doing this with the thumbs up emoji. Oh, yeah. It was good news. <laughs> it killed me. I saw it. Oh. Hey! <laughs> it's tough to get it to do it. I, I get excited. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, folks. Not who's the next commit. That's too easy. Not even who's the next three commitments. Aces, I actually thought this was satire. Satirical question. But I, let's play. Let's play. Who are the next five commitments for Auburn? Let's he did, he, yep, he didn't say 2024. He just said commitments. 2025? Commitments. So it's 2024 or just commitments, period? Commitments, period. Okay. Well, Laquan Robinson. Yes, Laquan. Um, I'm trying to think who's close. Let's uh, go favorite favorite Edwin. That's all. Uh, yeah, that's the only one I can think of. I'm going to defer to my article. Who could be Auburn's next commit? I put oh, yeah. seven guys in there. Well, who was number two, one? Three, four, five, six, seven. Perlotti. Because I put them in order, I have Laquan Robinson. Mm-hmm. Jamonte Waller. Oh. <laughs> Favorite Edwin. Yep. Jaden Parlotti. Yep. And Ryan Gee. Or however you pronounce his last name. I'm going to throw a name just because I think something could happen. Not that anything has, but I think if, this, if, there, if there is a strong push with this person – Watch Kylan Fox. Kylan Fox. There you uh, go. Good one. I had him in the other update. There you go. Watch if we push hard there. I think something on that one could happen. I agree. I agree. Also on the list, I had Eric Winters and Derek Winters. Yeah. Those were two others I had. I'll give you one other. Who's the JUCO end? Oh yeah, Brian Taylor. Brian Taylor. That is one I think. I think he goes before signing day. I honestly believe that. I think he's going to try to get a spot someplace. I agree. Speaking of Brian Taylor, uh, Brad from Birmingham wants to know who are the top three JUCO targets to track other than Laquan Robinson. Brian Taylor. Yes, yep. absolutely. Uh, I, 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 Cole loves him. I'm curious to see if Deion Smith visits the wide receiver. Yeah, he's, he's good. 
There is a JUCO offensive lineman, Javen Richardson. Yeah, that's it. And another one from Mississippi that we just offered. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's right. Oh, um, yeah. I, I was just looking at it. Jaquan. Yep. Oh, no, let me beat you to it. Bolden. Bolden. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I think those are the ones to watch. And I still haven't been able to uh, to clarify on the defensive lineman out of Pennsylvania that we're, uh, that we're taking a look at. Uh, definitely going to take a Juco offensive lineman. Keep an eye on Javon Richardson and Jaquan Bolden. Definitely yes. going to take a Juco defensive lineman. Keep an eye on Brian Taylor. Keep yes. an eye on um, – that's a tackle I wanted to say. It's on my hot board. Go look him up. Um, Shit, I can't remember his name. But anyways, yeah, keep an eye on those uh, that that position. Um, uh, Garrett Mashburn, who is a full court shot Auburn could pull off on signing day that nobody saw, or someone that could emerge into this as we get closer to signing day. Kind of a uh, out of left field, I think is what he's talking about. Yeah, uh, a hail mary is what he's saying. Full court shot, you're in the wrong sport, Garrett. That's uh, a that's basketball recruit. He's talking about it. it was a Hail Mary <laughs> Auburn could pull off on signing day that nobody saw. You know, if, if if nobody saw it coming, we're not doing our jobs. Correct. But uh, it, it's happened plenty of times. I, it, it might have to be um, – could it be a running back that we haven't yep. figured out mm-hmm. yet? Absolutely. That's what I'm thinking. I would say Duke Watson is the name that I'm watching if Auburn does not get in the mix with Kevin Riley. Yeah. Or uh, the young man out of Cobb County. If they're not able to go there, do we make a last-second pitch to Duke Watson? That's the that's the name I'm going to pay attention to. Okay. How about Zequan Patterson, who we have not really talked much about lately? Yeah. He was the the first name I thought of, and then I thought of running back. And I just I feel like Duke's going to be an easier flip than Zequan Patterson. But I will say this: Miami's cratering a little bit, guys. Like, did you watch their last two games? That game against North Carolina State was. Ugly. It was ugly, man. I know he's committed to there for, you know, obviously relationships and other reasons. So it may not necessarily, you know, the trajectory of that program may not necessarily drive what he does, but it's not going to be beyond the realm of possibility for Miami to start to go up in flames here at the end of the season and people start looking around some. Yeah. Uh, Astrophobia. Did I get to the astrophobia? I'm sorry. Oh, well, speaking of Miami, Zaquan and Kevin uh, potentially looking at a 7-5 season now, do our chances with Zaquan Patterson and Kevin Riley begin to rise even more? If you are a firm believer in uh, proof of concept, as Jay Head likes to say, on the field product, yeah, then uh, they're probably at least having a little bit of doubt. You don't think that applies to Auburn because they have the, a, a first-year coach? First-year no, yeah. who's improved? Um but like Florida, yeah. What's the trajectory? Right. That's the question. Right there, you go. Uh, seven and five in your first years. If you ended on a good note, is fine, especially after what very what you've gone through as a program. Um, seven and five in year what year is Mario in? Four. He's year two. He's year two. Oh, is he two? Oh, he's good then. No, dude. It doesn't seem like he's been there forever. I know it. To me, it's more. <sighs> When you look at what they're doing in the season, they're backsliding. They started off significantly stronger, and now the product looks 
it looks worse than it did to begin the season. What was that game? Was it against Georgia Tech? Oh, yeah. Just take uh, the damn knee. <laughs> right. I mean, that's just a pure time management. Not, you, yeah, not understanding how to manage your team. That 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 was purely on Mario. Now Mario's a phenomenal recruiter, but it was almost as bad. It probably actually it was worse because it cost them the game. But Colorado inside its own five before the half. Oh. Was. And hey, by the way, don't forget there is another Miami commit. This might actually apply to the the previous question. Nicar still out there, and you know I went to see him in person. I I don't know, maybe he's somebody that might be a good hail mary to keep an eye on Garrett. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying that nobody saw coming because it'd be hard to say, you know, uh, Jeremiah Beeman was a hell mary. No, everybody knows that's coming. Everybody knows Auburn's recruit, but not Carr. That might have been a hell mary. That's, that's at least a, I mean, an option. I, for the record, with those two guys you you named, astrophobia, Zaquan Patterson, Kevin Riley, I have heard, I mean, I've recently heard things about them that Auburn's in the picture. More so than maybe some think, mm-hmm. which is it seems recurring with both of them. I mean, how many times have we heard that over the course of this year? I just don't know. Are, are they really going to have a shot? I don't know how to read that those two situations yet. I would tell you they're both individually very interesting to me because Riley's obviously from the state of Alabama. Yeah, I think that's an I think that makes him an easier flip target. But Zaquan does have an Auburn influence around him somewhat. So him getting back for an official visit, I think, if that does happen, to me, puts you squarely in the mix. Yeah. Mule 96, who in your eyes is the most important get of the players left on the board? Good question. The most important. The most important to me would be, oh, my favorite Edwin. It would be uh, Jeremiah Beeman. Beeman. That's my favorite. It's Beeman. Yeah, it, to me, defensive line is such a need in this class, in my honest opinion. I just and, can't skim over a big-ass offensive tackle like favor, though. And, and I said Jamonte Waller's right there, too. There you go, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm with y'all. I would start D-line and work my way across. I would go uh, Jeremiah Beeman. Not only is he a defensive lineman badass, but he's a flip from Alabama, in-state flip. Yeah. I would go Jamonte Waller because it's such a big need. Yep. What the hell is that? I mean, I missed that one. In favor of Edwin. It was the balloons. I don't know what yeah. I did. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> uh, and then and then give me an offensive tackle. Give me a high school offensive tackle that's going to be an NFL first-day guy in three or four years, like favor Edwin. I believe him to be. And he could be. I mean, he's got those raw tools that you just can't teach, man. Auburn Sarge Wolf. Five five nine. Who is the Daniel Thomas type player, lower ranking, but could produce quickly for the class that you think Auburn has a chance with? Uh, I, I love that question. Uh, let me think about it. Well, currently on the commit list, my pick would be Caleb Harris. Caleb um, Harris, without a question. There you go. But Done. somebody that's still out there. I mean, gosh, they they're they're shooting for the big fish right now. So it's kind of. Well, I'm trying to think some of the lower, but I tell you what, man. Believe it or not, I don't know why I say believe it or not. Auburn, Auburn likes uh, Amon Lane. Yeah, they really do. Yeah, yeah, they always have. So, um, you know who's been on campus a lot that we've sort of missed a few times is uh, Tevis Metcalf, who's who Arkansas, is, uh, right? 
Arkansas yes. commit. Yeah. He's been there a lot. I don't know how much they like him. I haven't really talked to him, but we've seen him several times. So, oh, oh, he was saying who Auburn has a chance with. Amon Lane's committed. So is Caleb Tom, uh, Caleb, Caleb, Caleb Harris. But yeah, he's also yeah. committed. Who I right. think of somebody who's out there that's lower ranked, but I really. Zach was right. Zach is right. Until on three jumped on the Bryce Kane train, he yeah. was he was he was going to be that guy. And um, Michael, Chess Simmons loves Malcolm Simmons, and well, had he not, he would have been a three star guy too. Cole, who's the kid committed to UCF? That's a nickel. Yeah, Christian Peterson. Peterson. Love that guy. That's that's the one to me. I think that's one they could turn on late. He's there you go. Loves Auburn. And you talking does. about looking like Daniel Thomas. He he goes to Westlake in Atlanta. He's originally from Dothan, Alabama. Correct. Um, man, that's another one. I'll that's put him a, in the category with that's Deion a good one. Smith. If he gets away from Auburn, I think they'll regret it. I really do. I tend to agree, Cole. And I, I for that reason, I think that's somebody that Zach is going to watch. And then as we get – you get into December and it's like, okay, maybe we're not getting this guy. Maybe we're not getting this guy. I love this guy. Let's turn it on here and see what happens. Sure, sure. That's why. That's the same reason I said something about Tevis Metcalf too. Those are a couple guys that have been hanging around on their board. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ranger three sixty one wants to know how many signees in the early period. I think we all decided around twenty five last week. Uh, about ten more. Yeah, I, I'm going to go twenty four. In fact, I'm going to put out a mock class here relatively soon, and I think my number's twenty four. Uh, uh, twenty three to twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. About eight to ten more high school JUCO guys. Um, and then I think the late period is going to be mostly portal, by the way, Ranger. Yes. Wouldn't you all agree? Rain, mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost portal. all portal with the exception of potentially Ryan Williams. There you go. There you go. Cam back kid, 23, with MJ Morris redshirting. Uh, I think he's the quarterback at NC State maybe, Maryland? Yeah. NC yeah. State? Uh, NC State. Yeah. Uh, what would, be, would he be the top priority for the for college, college football Hall of Fame? Coach Hugh Freeze. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, where's the where's the connection with MJ Morris? Like, why does everybody think he's his his name circulated a lot? Um, it's like somebody year. Auburn fan base is absolutely crazy when 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 one person one side or something mentions one quarterback, like every it just runs rampant for like weeks. <laughs> yeah, and this MJ Morris is just the latest, right? Yeah, and and his name came up a lot last year, and it was you know who, possible I, that who is he? He's from Georgia, I believe. He's from the Atlanta area. Um, My understanding of MJ's. Yeah, Carrollton, Georgia. I remember him. Yeah. He's a good player. He's a fit for what Hugh Freeze does, offensively speaking, because he does have that dual threat ability mixed with a very live arm. He's still a young kid, so he's developing. And the uh, the only way I see MJ kind of landing here is if you decide that Peyton Thorne is your guy and Robbie moves on. Uh, you need another quarterback in the mix. And I could see a player like MJ Morris kind of coming in at that point, being a, a guy that could develop behind Peyton for a season. Okay, Zach said that people compare him to Malik Willis. Has the kid played yet? Yeah. yeah. Now, if I'm not mistaken, he took over at quarterback for a few games, and one of them was the win over Clemson. Yes. And um, almost beat Louisville. By the way, NC State. And then he just said, I'm, I'm out. Yeah, he's, uh, he said yeah. he wanted a red shirt. He wanted to preserve the year. After starting four games, he went two and two and then said, I'm out? 
Surely uh, he was not hurt. He was benched. Something, right? That, that was know. the report made it sound like he decided to redshirt, and they didn't. So the team, he, he's handed the keys to the team, and says, "No, nah, I'm good." Yeah, I don't think that'll fly with. And people are saying, "We want him." <laughs> well, this is what I will say. I never judge a kid because I don't know what the circumstances are. Okay, fair enough. You know what I mean? Like I, the math isn't mathing, as they say. Yeah. But I don't know. You know, I don't have context there for what's going on. In You're time. right. You're right. That's right. I shouldn't. It, it, it's got to be much deeper than what I'm. I would the surface. Think, right. It, it, there's no way a kid that's like you said being handed the keys like that. There's got to be something there. Yeah, so, there, there probably is. There probably is something we. Wouldn't, wouldn't a portal guy with four years left? Wouldn't that be a, a little bit better? Or would it be worse? I think it well, would, you get stuck with them because they can't yeah. transfer again if they aren't very good. Roster management, that's that's the thing. And and that's what drives guys crazy right now is Three trying to figure out how you're slating people for layered depth so that you're not penalizing yourself moving forward because these guys are not just evaluating what you need next year, but it's two, three years down the line of what you have to have and the roster flexibility that you need. So it, there's a lot of moving pieces to that and, and making sure that you get guys in the right eligibility slot. That matters sometimes as much as ability. Did he play last year? He did. Okay, and, okay, okay. And he lost his red shirt last year. I'm almost positive. Okay, okay. You're right. Zach said he has three years, not four. My bad. Uh, Eli, double odd. Jay Head, you stated on the board that you have rising confidence in Ryan Williams and Jamonte Waller, but falling with Jeremiah Beeman. What has changed that led you to this? So I wouldn't say it was falling with Beeman. I've always no, thought it's going to be a difficult flip from Alabama. I'd just say that I have my confidence after a couple of conversations is higher on the other two than it is with Beeman. Um, I, I think at the end of the day, there's just a little bit more buzz on my end. Now, again, intel is subjective to who you're hearing it from, right? Yeah. You know, that. Yeah. you guys may hear something completely different from what I'm hearing. So you're trying to, you know, you're trying to to make a determination of what you get, what you get access to, and the people that I know have a little bit more confidence on those two people. Okay, there you go, Eli Double Lot. Is that uh, that wraps up the question portion of the show? Oh, let's see. Anything else? I thought DeAndre Carter was uh, was big news this week. Uh, Laquan Robinson commitment coming up on Saturday. Friday, I Friday. Friday. I'm sorry about that. I'm hunting this weekend. Actually, Brooks is going to go hunting. I'm going to tell you, he's got the youth weekends this weekend. Nice man. Maybe he'll get him one. We're having a big uh, family get together down in Gulf Shores. Got a big old house for a bunch of folks. Sweet. Jay, did I tell you I got my first bow? I mean, my bow kill. Did you really? I did. I got me a big old doe. Shot her from the ground, dude. It's a great story. Cole, I don't think you Listen, this morning it was freezing. That cold front come in. It was about 30 degrees. Right. I'm sitting up there. She come in 10 yards from me. It's right after daylight, too. Went up, pulled back, and my knock came out of my string. Doing. She ran off. I looked. <laughs> there, was, there was dirt in my damn knock. Are you kidding so me? So I put it, and I cleaned it out my pocket knife, put it back on there, sat down there about 45 minutes later. Here come two out of this way. One was standing 10 yards from me, broadside, and his, and her buddy was over here. Oh, Auntie over here was just yeah. sitting there looking at me, saying, move, I dare you. 
I did a drawback on her, and finally she started stomping. I was like, oh, now. So those two walk on off. About an hour later, uh, here comes six under. Walk behind me. The feeder's over here in front of me. I don't know why they walk behind me. And, you know, they got to looking, sniffing, and smelling, and they were running on off. And I was like, all right, forget it, dude. It was 920. Uh, I was like, I'm going to get on down. Got down. Got, threw my stuff, my backpack on, threw my bow over my shoulder. Started walking about 20 yards. I was like, man, something in my backpack was bothering my shoulder. I said, let me, let me re, you know, stop and get this thing fixed. Set my stuff down. I look up. Here comes six doe down. I was like, damn. I'm just standing here. I'm full camo still. I was like, well, I'm just going to take my sling off my bow. I'm going to grab an arrow. I'm going to put it in. I got to get my, my backpack and get my, my release, put it on my hand. And if they're still there, we'll see. And I did all that. I look up and there's one 40 yards from me. And uh, her little girlies are over here. And then they just chopped around. I said, I'm going to get a shot here. And I've never shot my 40 pin, my 40 yard pin. Put that 40 yard pin on her. Damn. <laughs> and then it stuck in her and she took off out through the woods. Sure, I was like, yeah. I was like, damn, there's not going to be enough blood to find. Mm-hmm. But uh, Barnes Hard, dude, who was with me. Uh, he, I can't believe he was, he was, he knew what he was doing. He tracked that deer down and found her. Did he really? He sure did. It was amazing. Found my arrow half broken off. Uh, when their blood had run out, he did a semicircle around the, the last blood spot and was like, here's some up here, you know, 20 yards away in the middle of this thick pine briar stuff. And he said, there's your deer over here. So there you go. Good story there. Like, yeah, <laughs> first, first one. First one. Story. Um, all right. Does uh, are we, are we good here? Do we? Um, Laquan Robinson Friday. Yeah, Laquan Robinson Friday. I think. I you think know, we're only two weeks surprise. away from the Iron Bowl. Yeah, I think there could be a surprise before next week, maybe. Um, I agree. I think there could be a surprise. I don't want to tip my hand on that. Uh, Same. But. Um, that's really it. It's kind of a slow week. I don't think you're going to see coaches out on the road this week, or if you do, we may not hear exactly where they are. But I think there's a lot of chips in the basket on getting this Arkansas win. That's the feel I got, that they feel like seven and five. Seven and five just floats better than six and six when you're trying to make a pitch in recruiting. And you're, Boy, I tell you what. That's right. You're also yeah. working that NIL angle when you're trying to solicit more funds and network that way. Um, it, it's all narrative, right? It, it's all how you're portraying yourself, and that seven and five mark, the flip of the five and seven, just feels like better progress. Yeah, and, and I'd heard for Vandy week, and probably this week too. While they're still recruiting, don't don't get me wrong. Probably put some more emphasis on, at least from Hugh Freeze's perspective, put some more emphasis on the football side of things. Got to get those wins. Yeah, it, I, I think they know that wins this time of the year matter. That gives you momentum that you need on the trail. And then you come back and you got two straight home weeks where you can get kids in the stands. Probably the New Mexico State, I'm guessing you're probably going to have a lot of 2025 kids there if you get them. Um, try to build momentum in that class. And then the Iron Bowl is just going to be a who's who's list of every prospect that you can get in town. And, yeah. and I think they're going to let the chips fall where they may in recruiting that weekend. And uh, this weekend – because uh, I don't think anybody, you know, at first we thought, well, you know, Auburn might have a chance. This is a this is a beatable Alabama team. 
I don't believe that anymore. No. I mean, it's, it's beatable, but I just don't know if it's beatable about this team, uh, this Auburn team. So my, my point is, if you're going to get the seven wins, you got to do it on Saturday. Yep. Yep. Uh, we'll know where they stand after this weekend. Uh, besides that, um, we're going. Do you know what time the kickoff is on that? It's three o'clock. It's three o'clock on ESPN Plus, SEC Network. Yeah, that sounds right. Have, have they? Uh, they haven't released. Man, Auburn really needs that Iron Bowl. It'll be two thirty, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, it will. Uh, I, I wish it would be a six six forty five kickoff. Man, you know, a little bit, a little extra time to lube up. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure they, they smuggle in that old Forrester. Get yeah. going early. Yeah. Uh, all right. Good show, folks. Thank you all for the questions, man. One more time, go to birddogs.com slash aubin, all caps, one word, get you a promotional uh, hydroflask-style bird. It's pretty cool, too, man. Bird Dogs uh, Thermos Canteen, whatever you want to call it, birddogs.com slash Auburn, all caps, one word. That's going to do it, folks. We will be back. When will we be back? Sunday night, 6.30 on uh, – on YouTube, if you haven't already, please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit those notifications, man. It helps us out a lot. We greatly appreciate it, uh, as we do you guys listening and watching each and every week. For Cole, for Zach in the back, for Jay Hit, I'm Jeffrey Lee. Man, y'all stay at that left lane. See you.